Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. All right, it is holiday time. In this vlog, I'm going to walk you through your Thanksgiving plan. Now, I need to preface this video by saying I know that not everybody lives in America and it's not Thanksgiving for everybody. Um, but if you live elsewhere or you don't celebrate Thanksgiving for whatever reason, um, I just want to say that you could still use this video to guide you through as a roadmap for preparing for any kind of special occasion or holiday, regardless of what you celebrate or don't celebrate. All of us in our lives experience food events coming up, um, where there's going to be sort of an onslaught, um, of food, right? And you could use this in any of those circumstances. Okay. So first of all, I want to point out that Thanksgiving's not today or tomorrow. It's in a week and a day. And um, the reason that I'm releasing this video now and not next week, the day before Thanksgiving, is that planning takes time. Um, really, I probably should have released it last week. <laughs> um, but okay, here we are. You've got eight days till Thanksgiving. Um, so I want you to be thinking deeply about how you're going to handle that day in every aspect. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Nowhere is that more true than in our bright line eating journey when we're facing a restaurant, a trip, a holiday, or a special occasion. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Okay? So I'm going to walk you through every aspect of your Thanksgiving plan. Ready? So first and foremost, the food. You have to have a very, very clear plan for your food on that day. And the rule of thumb is no exceptions, no exceptions, no exceptions. Thanksgiving is a Thursday. Now, there is probably no other day on the calendar for an American that more empowers the voice of the saboteur to say you must make an exception to your bright line eating food plan because it's Thanksgiving. There's a part of us that feels like it would just be sacrilegious to not make an exception to our bright line eating plan because it's Thanksgiving. The saboteur has so much ammunition on this day that it can feel mentally like, um, there is just no world in which it would be possible to just weigh and measure our same categories and quantities of food in the same way on this particular day. That, that it would be like tearing the very fabric of the universe <laughs> to, to plan to do that. And yet, I am standing here saying that is exactly what you should do, is just plan to eat that many ounces of protein, that many ounces of vegetable, exactly according to your plan. Yeah, whatever your your bright line eating plan is, that's what you eat on Thanksgiving. Um, why? Well, because that right there is the crux, the heart, the beating heart of your bright line eating program. Are you a person who does this or aren't you? Are you one of the masses who believes in their very core that there's no way you can stick to a food plan on a holiday, on a trip, on your birthday, on your spouse's birthday, on your kid's birthday, 
because your neighbors are having a dinner party, because you're on a cruise, because you're about to go on a cruise, because it's Valentine's Day. You get my drift, right? That's the old way is thinking that you're dieting and diets obviously get suspended for occasions like this. In that world, you're breaking and resuming, you're crazy, you're fat, you're miserable, you're unhealthy, you have all the other challenges that go along with seeing food and weight issues that way. Then there's the bright line eating way, where we change our identity at our core. We are people who don't eat that stuff. We are people who eat according to these simple bright lines, no sugar, no flour, eating only meals, not grazing or snacking, bounding our quantities, having peace. Thanksgiving is a Thursday. Let's get super clear. Thanksgiving is a Thursday. Now, if there's a part of you that is like gyrating and freak out, like bejiggity is all get out from what I just said, let me promise you that I am not stripping away the warmth, the love, the family, or the connection, or the meaning from this holiday. It is all still there. Your saboteur wants you to believe that it's in that piece of NMF, not my food, right? That I'm saying you shouldn't eat. It's not in that. The warmth, the blessing, the grace, the thanksgiving spirit, right? It's not in that piece of NMF. It's not. It's not. We're going to have all of it just fine. Just not in the food. Okay. No exceptions. That's your food plan, basically. Okay. That means you need to call ahead. That means you need to maybe bring a massive dish to pass that is exactly what you need to eat, right? However you're going to do it, you need to plan ahead. And I want you to know within a couple days from now, right? Well before the day itself, exactly to the bite, every last bit of food that's going to go into your mouth on that day for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner. Okay? You fail to plan, you plan to fail. Now, the timing of the meal is a particular thing for Thanksgiving um, because many families choose to have the Thanksgiving meal right in the middle of the afternoon, two, three, four o'clock, like basically not really mealtime, <laughs> not really lunch, not really dinner. What do we do about that? Well, first of all, ask them to move it. I mean, I've done it. It's, it's worked sometimes, you know, I've, I've eaten at Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving meal at other people's houses where the meal's at five o'clock. Awesome. That's dinner time. Or the meal's at one o'clock. Awesome. That's dinner time. Keep in mind that Thanksgiving meal, it often arrives at the table a couple hours after they think it's going to arrive at the table, right? Everybody, even though they've been cooking for days and all morning and all that still, if it's a one o'clock meal, often you're not really putting that first bite of food in your mouth until three in the afternoon. Same, same for where I eat Thanksgiving, which is Aunt Judy's house. They say dinner's at five. Yeah, we're not eating till seven, seven thirty. You can count on it. So keep that in mind. If the meal is set up for a two or a three o'clock start and you're planning on making it lunch, I would recommend you add a fourth meal for that day, a, a fruit and a protein, and you eat that at actual lunchtime so that when that three o'clock meal that's supposed to be your lunch actually starts at four or five, you haven't like had breakfast at 8 a.m., done a turkey trot that morning, you know, three miles in, and now you're like waiting for lunch to start and you want to chew off someone's arm. 
Okay. I know I said no exceptions to the food plan, but this would be the one thing that I would say, you know what? It might be wise to add a fourth meal. There's nothing in the bright line eating law that says you got to eat three meals a day. A fourth meal, especially under certain circumstances, can be really wise. If you're diabetic and your blood sugar's tanking, please eat a fourth meal right then. <laughs> like grab that orange and eat it, right? So there are definitely circumstances where a fourth meal is a sane choice, and this is one of them. If Thanksgiving is scheduled for three o'clock and you're planning to call that, now personally, I would call that dinner, but I'm an early eater. That's fine for me. I know that after I eat dinner at three o'clock, I'm not going to care about food for the rest of the day. That's how my psychology works. Not everybody's like that. Some people are late eaters and three o'clock feels way more comfortable as lunch than dinner for them. Okay. So just keep in mind the timing of the meal. Okay. Then there's the psychology of the day. It's really important to go into Thanksgiving day with the right psychology. Okay. And luckily, the day itself gives us all the clues we need. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is about gratitude and service. Thanksgiving, gratitude and service. So here's some ways that that can be made practical, okay? <sighs> Have conversations with as many people as you can about what they're grateful for. It's Thanksgiving. Like, seriously, go around the room, sit down next to somebody and say, what are you grateful for? Like, tell me the top five awesome things that have happened in your life this year, right? Like, that's not a, that's a weird thing to say on any other day. On Thanksgiving, anybody will grin and start to talk to you with a conversation starter like that, right? Thanksgiving. Okay. The other thing is service. Now, how does service play into Thanksgiving? Um... I want you to focus all day on the people, not on the food. This is one of our cardinal tools, like a card. It's not a rule. It's just a tool in Bright Line Eating is we don't focus on the food. We focus on the people. So I want you to show up on Thanksgiving Day thinking, how can I give to this event? How can I just show up maximally for the people that I am blessed to spend this day with? I want you to play with the kids. I want you to go find anybody who's sitting alone and talk to them. I want you to play a game with yourself where you promise that when you're leaving the festivities, you will have learned one new thing that's going on in the lives of every single person there, and you will be able to remember it and recount it. If you're going to Thanksgiving where, you, where it's not actually your family or you don't know everybody there, um, I want you to um, pledge to yourself that anybody that you don't know, you will learn their name and learn three things about them. You play little games with yourself like that. They make you stay online and present. They make you drop into the experience of being with the people. Fill drinks, clear plates, help the host and hostess out. If you are the host or hostess, be gracious. Just be present with the people. Not stressed about the food, present with the people. Okay? Thanksgiving. That's the psychology of bright line eating and showing up for Thanksgiving. Now, some of the psychology is also, I want you to go into the day prepared with what you're going to say. Because oftentimes people get like deer in the headlights when other people are talking about food, right? Like, you want some of this? It's really good. I want you to know what you're going to say, okay? So there's two types of responses. One is the simple deflection. It's simple. No, thank you. 
No, really, it's really good. No, thank you. If you need something to say beyond no, thank you, you can always say, I'm actually stuffed right now, maybe in a bit. No one forces someone to eat who's stuffed. And odds are on Thanksgiving, it's perfectly reasonable to, that you would be stuffed, right? Because what are people doing? They're eating all day long. Hors d'oeuvres and snacks and the little thing in this bowl. Not you, but that's them. So when you say, oh, I'm actually stuffed right now, maybe in a bit. That's the perfect add-on to no thank you. If no thank you is not enough for them, no thank you, I'm actually stuffed right now, maybe in a bit. Okay. Um, the second layer of response is the elaborate response. This is the one you bring in when someone's really forcing food down your throat and they're like really insistent on it. This is the response to the Oh, hi, daughter-in-law. I baked this just for you. I know you're on a special plan, so I spent all morning on it, and it's gluten-free, and it's made with spelt flour and agave, so I know you can have it. Here, have one. This is the answer to that, <laughs> right? As you're like, oh, right, my, my Bright Line Eating handbook didn't cover this scenario. Yeah, well, we did. Okay, here's what you do. This, this actually comes from Miss Manners. Um, Miss Manners didn't do bright line eating, but I, I grew up on Miss Manners. I love that. If you don't know her, she's a columnist who gives um, manners advice, right? She says there's some situations where the right thing to do is to over-apologize to the point where they can't wait to get you to stop talking. <laughs> so you go, oh, you baked that just for me? Oh my gosh, it must have taken you all day. I bet you've been planning for days for that. And it's gluten-free and it's made with agave and it's made with spelt flour. How on earth you're so, so kind. And I'm horrified. I'm, I'm totally horrified because I actually don't eat agave or spelt flour anymore. Oh no, what do we do about this? I'm so sorry. I actually don't eat that. Oh my gosh, they're probably amazing. There's someone around here who's going to be so enjoying these things. I cannot believe that you spent all morning baking these and I'm not going to have any. And you just keep going on like that, right? Like you could fill a playbook with like horror and apology at the fact that you're not going to eat her thing things, right? And then you help her find someone else who wants one. You just, as long as it takes to get her to finally say, really, it's okay you know, I get it. I'm fine. Right. And if she, if she keeps saying, oh, please, oh, please have some, don't you want some? You just keep going. Oh my gosh. No, I don't eat these. Oh, I'm so sorry. You must be, you know, don't think that I don't love you. It's not about not loving you. I'm so eager to connect with you. Is there any other way that we could connect? Like, please, you know, so some people actually do get invested in us eating their food. It's not a psychologically well thing to do, but let's get real. This universe is not filled with entirely psychologically enlightened people. There are people who actually do get stuck on stuff. And there are some people who are stuck on us eating their food. That doesn't mean we need to eat their food. <laughs> it doesn't. But it does mean we need to go the extra mile to take care of their hearts. Because what they really want from us is love and acceptance. They want to be seen and recognized and they want to be in connection with us in some way. And this is their way of doing that, as misguided as sometimes it is. And so if we just keep shifting the conversation to, oh, no, I don't eat that, but I, you know, I love you so much. You're so amazing that you prepared this for me and on and on and on, right? But I want you to develop the shield 
and the detachment around that food, like just because she wants you to eat it doesn't mean you need to eat it. The same way that if she were peddling peanut butter cookies on you and you were deathly allergic to peanuts, no amount of her attachment to you eating those cookies would make you eat them, right? If eating that cookie meant an EpiPen shot and an ambulance ride to the hospital, it wouldn't matter how invested she was in you eating those cookies. Your explanation would still be, I'm so sorry, I don't eat that, right? That's your explanation. I'm so sorry, I don't eat that. And if you need to go on and on to get them to, you know, finally (laughs) want you to like know that it's okay, you just keep going on. You just keep going on as much as they need to hear about it. They can keep bringing it up over and over because you got more for them. Oh, yes, I know. You spent all day on them. Just keep going. Just keep going. God bless them. That is not your food. Not your food. Okay. So that's the psychology of the day. Thanksgiving, gratitude and service. Have your words ready. No, thank you. I mean, believe me, I'm not a big one on going on and on unless the situation needs it, right? That's just an ace in the hole in case you happen to have to deal with one of those people. That's an ace in the hole. But really for most people, no thank you suffices, right? You're not eating that food is none of their business, frankly, right? So no thank you, just pass it, you're good, right? Um, someone says, oh, come on, you can't diet on Thanksgiving. You have to eat a piece of that, you know. Then you just laugh and say, yeah, I'm not dieting. I just, you know, I just don't eat that, right? And then if all else fails, oh, I'm stuffed, maybe in a bit. Right, okay. So you, you're, you're prepared for what you're gonna say. You're focusing on the people. All the psychology is in place, right? You know what you're eating, you got the timing of the meal down, all the psychology is in place. And then the results of that are that the holiday comes alive. You're putting money in the bank toward the future when you're so neutral around this holiday and every holiday that your brain doesn't even suggest to you that you eat off plan. Doesn't even suggest to you. You're watching yourself lose weight over the holidays instead of gain weight, which is its own sort of amaze balls kind of thing. Like, oh, look at that. I have ended the holiday season. January 1st has come for 16 years. Oh, no, this will be my 16th year. So 15 years in a row at a lighter weight than I was or the same weight either way as I was in October. This will be the 16th year. Now, I've never broken my bright lines on Halloween. Last year, I broke my bright lines on Thanksgiving. I stumbled on Thanksgiving. I did. And I shot a vlog right afterwards. I think it was called Sweet Surrender. You can go look it up if you want. (sighs) And for a little while, two or three months ago, isn't it funny how our minds work? Two or three months ago, my saboteur was trying to get me to plan an exception for Thanksgiving already. It was like August. Seriously? Seriously. I'm through that. So deeply convicted in my bright line eating identity. Here we are November. And yeah, no, I am not eating that NMF or any extra food on Thanksgiving. I'm bringing my scale to Aunt Judy's house. And here's what I'm going to do all day at Aunt Judy's house because, um, at Aunt Judy's house, the meal is at dinner time, like 5 p.m., but really 7.30. 
and the hors d'oeuvres go out at like noon or one. And then everybody eats all day, which I'm fine with. And I've got my ninja tools to socialize with them. But here's how I handle it. I show up and I socialize for about 20 minutes. And then I take a break and I step outside and I make phone calls to Bright Lifers. Seriously, I spent all day on Thanksgiving on the phone with Bright Lifers. I call person after person after person. I blow their mind. I'm like, hi, it's Susan Pierce Thompson. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Hey, how are you? How's your Thanksgiving going? And then, you know, as soon as they have their little, you know, fan moment or whatever, we like actually talk about Thanksgiving and about family and about gratitude. And it's amazing. And then, you know, after about 40 minutes of phone calls, the top of the hour comes around. I go back in the house. I spend 20 more minutes of socializing with the fam, hang out with people, love on the kids, help with the hors d'oeuvres, you know, cleaning plates and getting the next bowl of stuff out, see if Aunt Judy needs anything. Usually she just wants me out of the kitchen and everybody out of the kitchen. That's fine. David has like five male cousins. I'm always looking forward to the nighttime because we play poker every night on Thanksgiving and there's a trophy and it's a big deal. And I almost win every year. Um, we'll see if this year is my year. But long story short, connection is the point of the day. And you, my friend, are part of the Brightline Eating Movement. And we're all doing this with you. So the more you can stay connected, find out in advance, who do you know in Brightline Eating who's really truly doing this, who's got that core Brightline Eating identity, who's not messing around. Thanksgiving is a Thursday. They're eating their Brightline plan. Find those people in advance and talk to them on the phone on Thanksgiving Day. I promise you it will make a difference. If you're a Bright Lifer, we're having a Bright Lifers coaching call on Thanksgiving morning, 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time in America, Thanksgiving morning. I'm on the phone with you for a couple of hours. We're going to talk about gratitude. We're going to talk about your challenges. We're going to just, you know, do what we do on the phone together. After that, look for a phone call from me. I'm going to be calling my Bright Lifers. That's what I do on Thanksgiving Day. <sighs> so in Brightline Eating, you're not called to be perfect, but you're called to be unstoppable. And the reason we invest, especially on Thanksgiving, is because this right here is the crux of our identity. Your success in living truly happy, thin, and free in Brightline Eating rests in the extent to which you develop the Brightline identity. You are someone who does this. You're not dieting. You're not messing around. You're not unsure. You do this. And that means that Thanksgiving is the best day of the year to reinforce that identity. Once you make that decision, that Thanksgiving is a Thursday and you're following your food plan, the peace that washes over you is amazing. Join me on Thanksgiving. It's going to be an awesome day. And rewatch this video if you need to, to make sure that you have your plan. Because if you plan, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail on this day, especially. I cannot wait to see you on the other side of this holiday. I love you so much and I'll see you next week.